0: Everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Gems Podcast, and this is a show where we like to take on streaming services and find the hidden gems that are on that service, and we do it every Friday. It's a lot of fun, and I'm from great to Wagner, and Ryan is here.
1: Hey, Rachel. It's great to be back with you once again. It is a privilege and a pleasure, as always. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing pretty solid. Uh, things outside of YouTube are looking pretty interesting. I know. Oh, yeah. I don't want to divulge too much because it's still very much in a holding pattern. I don't want to get out ahead of myself sure. and then be like, oh, it just panned out to nothing. But uh, in terms of YouTube world, I've, um, uh, something might be happening there. Again, I don't want to say anything right now, but potentially something big could be happening. That's all I'm going to say right here and now.
0: Cool. That sounds intriguing. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun stuff going on for me. I'm trying to get ready for uh, the big LA trip that I'm planning in August. So that's gonna be fun. Uh, going to Christmas Con uh, in, uh, in Pasadena. So if any of y'all are in the Pasadena area, check out Christmas Con, it's gonna be really fun. But I also had this weekend uh, the, uh, I always tried to do two open water swims a uh, a year. And uh, races, and since uh, the I would be gone from my normal one, I do Deer Creek in August. But since I'm going to be in LA, I decided to do Bear Lake. Uh, So I found this really great lodge about 20 minutes outside of Bear Lake. Actually, at first, my VRBO canceled on me the day before, and I was like, "Great, uh, what am I going to do?" But I was able to find this great lodge, and uh, and it was a little bit of a drive, which was a bummer, but. Considering my options, it was it was really nice, and uh, it was just a nice little break, and I uh, I got to do the race, and uh, it was only a half mile, but it was actually really challenging, so it was fun.
1: You know, I don't know um, I don't know how I would do at a Christmas con, considering the fact <laughs> that my mom told me the other day that Hobby Lobby already has Halloween stuff up, and I'm like, it's <laughs> July what are we doing people like seriously
0: well as the host of all murky's podcast i gave up all that long ago (laughs) i I celebrate christmas all year long
1: that's the cross (laughs) that you chose to bear but i'm sure you bear it with great pleasure
0: yes so it should be super fun they do have one in new jersey that's in december so the that could be fun too but anyway Oh, sorry. Lots going on and uh it's uh it's it's gonna be a fun couple of months. Uh but uh but what are we talking about for hidden gems this week?
1: Well, actually before we do dive in, I just thought of one more thing. I don't know if I brought this up on the show, but I actually did another 5k. I did um ah. I did what was called the uh, new Smyrna beach ice cream 5k. It was a uh, July 4th weekend. And I actually don't think I did bring it up. So I'm bringing it up now. And nice. I, uh, I did it in 31 minutes, which I did my last 5k in 29. So I was in the same range, but it's given me the impetus to start running more. And so I, um, actually ran on the beach this morning. I ran three, I I ran three miles, which if you were to tell me in like a couple of years ago, I would actively run three miles (laughs) electrically. I would have probably laughed in your face and then gone to, and then gone to Wawa, but, (laughs) but but it's. So did
0: they give you ice cream at the end of the 5k, the ice cream 5k?
1: Samples, like, like there was like a, it was like, I think it was called twisty Treat, and it was like, Gave you, like, a thing of vanilla ice cream about, like, yay big? What? Yeah, it's, (laughs) I thought it would have been a bit more impressive, but at the same, I mean, I guess in early July in Florida and, like, near the 100 degree heat, I guess they had to do what they had to do, but at the same time, I mean, it was just, like, I could have gone to, like, my high school cafeteria and gotten something like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. but after
1: that's but after running three miles non-stop, it was I, I wasn't really complaining in the slightest.
0: Well, congratulations. We both are rocking it on the races this month. <laughs> that's
1: good. That is um, true. and we yeah. are we are talking about Disney Plus this month. Disney this Plus for the 15th time. And I we're returning back it. to the, the thing that started it all on the show. It's <laughs> it it brings me a great deal of nostalgia and yeah. many many warm feelings and especially considering that Disney plus has a lot of stuff that's been added onto not just mm-hmm. with like say the fox stuff that's been slowly trickling in but with the recent addition of the the marvel netflix shows which spoiler alert i'm going to be recommending one of them and I guess now Marvel Disney plus shows, it's, it's going to be weird saying that because I've always known them as the Marvel Netflix shows and now they're not on Netflix anymore. And so that's going to be a bit weird. And especially yeah. with the news recently that there's going to be this show called Echo with, uh, with Daredevil and, and Jessica Jones on there potentially more. I'm not sure, but the two of them on there and I'm like, wow, it's actually happening. They're going to be, Potentially integrated into the mainline universe, which I mean, Daredevil was, he was in No Way Home. So there is, there is that, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do now that Disney has control over the Jessica Joneses and the Iron Fists and the Luke Cage's. I'm I'm a bit worried because, you know, on the Netflix one, it's very gritty. It's very visceral, very violent in certain times. So I don't know how they're going to treat it. But at the same time, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking, I'm, I love doing it on my show. Uh, Jacob and I, on our podcast, Life in the Movies, we recapped all of Daredevil season one, which he had never seen it, I had. And seeing his reactions was so cool. And mm. now we're doing Jessica Jones season one, which I had only seen episode one of season one and then never again, I just, fell off of it and we're now three episodes deep or rule three going into this week and our collective minds have just been like whoa (laughs) this show is so nuts
0: cool yeah I I wouldn't be surprised if we see a cameo from Daredevil and Jessica Jones in She-Hulk because She-Hulk is all about an attorney and so that's natural for Daredevil and also with Jessica Jones, she's a detective, right?
1: She's a private eye, and yeah, I actually thought I read somewhere that it was confirmed that Jessica Jones would be appearing, but I, but in this world of like you know,
0: I it, can't keep track.
1: <laughs> well, not only that, but the rumors you hear half the time are kind of like maybe, right. maybe not. It, it's like trying to separate the spaghetti from the sauce,
0: mm. true. Uh, so that, so do you want to uh, just talk about Have you already talked about your first pick then? Or do you have more to say? On your well, my first, well, my first,
1: well, my first pick is going to be Daredevil because that is the one that I'm most familiar with. And I have not seen the Ben Affleck movie. I've heard it's actually kind of bad, but I have, I have it on my letterboxd list and I do plan on doing it. And I finally watched. I have the DVD. And so I'm, I do plan on watching it eventually. But until I see the Ben Affleck version and like I have a good context of that, this is the definitive Daredevil that we're probably ever going to get. Charlie Cox completely crushes it. Like you can completely buy him as the lawyer Matt Murdoch and as the Daredevil. Like he weaves in and out of it so seamlessly. It, it's just handled so incredibly well. Then there's uh there's the woman who plays Karen Page and I just thought of her name and now it left me. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a three, it's a three part name. It's like Deborah Ann Wool, that's her. She's, she's really good in here as well. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is awesome as Kingpin. He really just like, if all you know of him is from Hawkeye, watch Daredevil. He is, he is fantastic here and really what makes it so good is that it feels it feels like more of a detective story like there's like it's pulling on a thread and the more you pull the more darker things get and the more out of control things get it's very much tvma it is very violent on occasions but on the whole i i recommend this to absolutely everybody and and i'm walking the tightrope considering this a hidden gem but at the same time I mean, I I mean, especially in considering the MCU, which was it was the the Netflix shows and that was kind of an is it, isn't it? No one really knows. But now they're all under the same umbrella. I feel like it's gonna be all kosher and I think that's yeah. a good thing.
0: Well and I think maybe it's hidden gem that some people still don't know that it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I've
0: haven't, I haven't seen any of the Netflix uh, MCU, Marvel, whatever shows. I, except for i watched uh a little bit of luke cage that's the only one i've seen randomly because <laughs> uh, i was curious about it
1: i saw luke cage season one i'm very happy that mike coulter gets work nowadays like i just saw him in the cbs show called evil i haven't seen that mm-hmm. show but i was watching a twilight zone episode for a review and there was a trailer up for it he's actually oh, okay it's actually I heard, i've luke. actually
0: heard that's a good show
1: I'm just happy that he's getting work because he, I think he really is about as good a Luke Cage as we're probably ever going to see. And that whole show, especially the first season, is good. Mahershala Ali as uh, as Cottonmouth. It's going to be interesting if he is going to be Blade. It's going to be interesting to see see how they do that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and of course, uh, I believe it was Vi... Was it Viola Davis or Angela... Ba- it's one yeah, of I think Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. She yeah. was awesome in here in there too. Like I won't mm-hmm. give away what happens but she is just fantastic and like mm. I said very visceral, very raw. Like Jessica Jones especially, three episodes in there I'm just like okay, I did not remember that being in there but okay. And so like I said, very near the knuckle, very like out of the Ordinary for MCU, but I still highly recommend it.
0: Well, my first choice is kind of a hard left, but <laughs> we're talking about Zombies, and the reason why I thought about this is because we just had this week, we had Zombies 3 come out, and <laughs> it was really bonkers, And uh, but this first one is actually, I, I think, one of the better musical decoms. It's a very simple... Um, parable metaphor whatever you want to call it uh with this school and there's uh there's zombies that are able to kind of control themselves with these watches uh, but they're still looked down upon by the by the people in the the regular part of town and uh basically it's a kind of a romeo and juliet uh humans meet zombies uh People learning to accept each other, a simple story, uh, but it has some really cool choreography. There's a, a really neat s- particularly song where the, the dancing is all in, in um, glow in the dark. Uh, and so it looks very cool. And, uh, and, you know, some good songs. Meg Donnelly, I really like. Uh, she was on American Housewife, which was a show that I really enjoyed, I thought was pretty underrated. She's got a good singing voice. Uh, and then uh, I think Milo Manheim is also pretty charming he's a good young actor Uh, in the new one so in the second one they they uh, up the ante by all of a sudden there's werewolves in the town so you've got zombies and werewolves and they pretty much have the same lesson that they have to learn to accept people again um but they they don't have as good of music or dancing as in the first one, in my opinion, at least. But it was still fine. The third one, now we have Aliens.
1: I was <laughs> going to say, I remember the streaming preview. I'm like, isn't that the one with Aliens? The third yeah, the one with <laughs>
0: Aliens. And one of the Aliens is played by Matt Cornett, who plays uh, who, who plays EJ on High School Musical to Musical the Series. And I love him on that show. I think he's so good and ej and gina are just i'm totally team portwell i i hope they don't screw it up because if they do i'll be really mad uh but uh i i just think he's a charming young actor and so he kind of saved it for me it's a bonkers crazy movie that takes itself way too seriously uh in the music and dancing wasn't that great in the third one so that's the trilogy review for you but (laughs) yeah (laughs) the first one is actually a sweet little metaphor movie uh with some good dancing and singing in my opinion for it's a it's a quality decom
1: so just so i heard that right like the zombies like have the power to turn themselves from zombies and out of zombies did i hear that? yeah
0: yeah they have like these watches that it it's almost like when people have those uh diabetic things, you know, that put the insulin into their, you know, it's almost like that, but (laughs) it's
1: zombies. (laughs) I know I'm asking a lot from a DCOM, but do they ever explain how they became zombies to begin with?
0: (laughs) You know, there's like a little animated section at the beginning. Uh, It's been a while since I saw the first one. And I think there's like a little explanation there in that little animated intro.
1: I was going to say, is it like a a crazy (laughs) situation where a leaf breaks out at a town and they got to close it off and they didn't? Or is it rabid monkeys like in 28 days later? Like, what are we (laughs) talking about here? I don't remember.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, but you see, at the beginning, there's Zombie Town and then the regular, then the other Seabrook, the other town. So uh, they've, you know, then they've like shut each other off
1: and. so the first one zombie town second one was uh was so the human town is called seabrook
0: okay. and then the high school that was the other bonkers thing about the third one so you have aliens coming down <laughs> and the main concern about all involved was the uh, big cheer competition
1: what yeah <laughs> if i were the principal of that school
0: and the I... aliens formed their own team <laughs>
1: If I were the principal of that school, I would have quit because I would have been and then like And there
0: were people that were upset. There was like, how can the aliens have their own cheer team?
1: I would have quit because I would have been like, why do I hear the song Too Many Cooks all of a sudden? Like, I'm, I'm out of here.
0: And then there's totally a scene that's just like the uh, the scene in Wrath of Khan when uh, when Spock and Kirk put their hands up to each other and they're making like the big sacrifice for everybody and there's like tears flowing. And I'm like this movie
1: <laughs> I have does not need to
0: try so hard.
1: And always shall be yeah. your friend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right. Anyway, it's not a good movie, but uh, but it was entertaining. but zombies i actually i like i think it's good but what's your next pick
1: so my next choice is from 2010 and it is percy jackson and the olympians the lightning thief this is a well this is a series rather that is very um that holds a lot of emotional weight for me i read all of the books in middle school and so when this movie came out i was like oh yeah i'm there for it and I recognize that some people are not big fans of it but for me i thought it was about as good an adaptation of this as we're probably ever going to see Uh, it tells the story of percy jackson who is the son of poseidon he who is the greek god of the sea and the ocean and all that and sea and the ocean are the same thing but um but he is uh, he is a demigod, meaning that he has a human mother and his father is um, his father is Poseidon. After an incident, he is taken to Camp Half Blood, where he eventually meets meets I believe his name is Gus. It's been a while since I've read the books, but his name is Gus, and he is a uh, he is a half man, half goat, and I believe it's called a um, shoot. I'm having a hard time remembering things tonight. <laughs> and then of course there's uh the, there she there's a, the daughter the half dot no the daughter of Artemis the god of goddess of wisdom and battle strategy i'm i'm going to get there folks i promise <laughs> and, and and Zeus's lightning bolt has been stolen and so it's eventually it it's up to Percy and his friends to find the bolts because Hermes who wants the bolt for himself has kidnapped Percy's mother. And basically they both encounter, they encounter Medusa played by Uma Thurman weirdly. And they've, they eventually get to where Hades is where it's, where it's under the Hollywood sign. I'm sure there's probably commentary in there somewhere. Like (laughs) I said, I remember reading these books in middle school and I loved every one of them. I loved the world that they built and it's nice to know that pretty much that uh, everyone involved, uh, Logan Lerman, Alexander Daddario, they would go on to do bigger things, especially Lerman. He, he was in like Perks of Eating a Ballflower. He was in a lot of stuff that got awards attention, if my memory serves. Uh, Alexander Daddario is in a lot of things now. Uh, the, hum- the adult cast is good too. You got Sean Bean as Zeus. You got Pierce Brosnan as the head of the whole camp. Uh, you got Steve Coogan as Hades, which I would have never imagined, but it was honestly a good pick. I recognize this as, you know, it's a YA adaptation. You got to take what you can get from it. But like I said, for someone who loved these books as, as in, in my middle school years, like I said, this was about as good an adaptation as we'll probably ever get. Don't watch Sea of Monsters. It's not good. It, it's, it's not The the new series, or I believe it's a series. The series coming to Disney Plus seems interesting. I'm, I'm interested. I was going to ask you about that. I'm interested to see what they do about that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Because that could be the best version yet, hopefully.
1: (laughs) Fingers crossed. Because I, I love this world. I love, uh, especially, and I think the second or third book, Artemis's dad is fully aware that 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 his daughter is the is the daughter of Artemis. And actually got his hands on some godly artifacts and actually uses them like like it's pretty cool stuff
0: that is cool yeah so this so i read the first book and i mean as an adult uh so i guess take out with a grain of salt it did feel a little harry potter clone to me um as far as the book you've got you know the person the little kid realizing he has uh he doesn't realize he doesn't think he's special and then he realizes that he actually is uh i mean basically it's very similar to harry realizing he's a wizard and there's this whole school and there's this whole uh and he's got kind of a cheeky uh female friend and a uh and a um ron weasley-ish male friend and i don't know so it, it felt it that was my kind of problem I guess with the series but then I only read the first one um and then the movie I I thought was was fine um but yeah my like my sister who my sister is she's now um how old is she she was (laughs) um my sister is 22 she really dislikes these movies because she thinks they're so inaccurate to the book so I don't know, I I what to um, I it's been so long since I read the book, but it's good to hear. Yeah, you're right about the talent, and it's good to hear that somebody enjoyed them, because <laughs> it seems like they are very heavily criticized.
1: Yes, like I said, Sea of Monsters was not very good, so that's mm-hmm. why I'm looking forward to this reboot coming up. It looks mm-hmm. like that uh, I, I'm I am very interested to see what they end up doing because. Yeah greek greek mythology stuff is something that i got really into in middle school weirdly for some reason i was just fascinated by it i love like clash of the titans i i even love the one with sam worthington in it and nobody does i recognize (laughs) it's not that it's not great but i it it, i it's a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. all right well my next choice is if you were my friend back in 2017 or listening to my channel, you'd have heard a lot about this movie because it was um, a movie that I got really pumped about uh, at Sundance that year. And it was one of the first movies I ever saw at a Sundance film festival that really inspired me and that I loved. And it's called Step. And it's a documentary that follows this this group of Baltimore girls who uh, step dance um, there's a particular type of hip hop dancing called step, and uh I just loved this movie so much. I found it so inspiring. I loved all of the girls and uh you know the how they go from pretty tough environments to uh to all making it to college um and i uh, it it definitely has sort of a feel of like hoop dreams and some of these other. Uh, documentaries, and I just absolutely loved it. I actually got to meet, um, I'm going to share, I'm going to share, this is Coach G from the team, she's an awesome coach, and I got to meet her, and that was really exciting, (laughs) Um, and uh, the the movie is just very well like paced, and it just builds you up, and you just love these girls. And uh, I don't know I just think it's, and you get to see a lot of really great dancing. So it's a definite hidden gem. I didn't even know that it was on Disney Plus until I was looking today, so that's exciting.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if um I don't know if this is uh, this is with the uh, the ESPN Plus side of things. If you get the Disney Hulu ESPN Plus bundle. But when I was looking, and I have not seen many of these, so I couldn't really nominate any of them, but a lot of the 30 for 30s are on Disney+. And I don't know if that's due to the extension of having the ESPN Plus side of things. But I saw a lot of those, and I've always been intrigued to see what they're all about. And I've been meaning to look into them a little more.
0: Yeah, uh, but this one... Is definitely worth your time. It's very good. So what is your next pick?
1: So my next choice is from 2006. It's an animated movie and it is called Meet the Robinsons. Uh, This is a movie that I remember seeing in theaters but I have not seen in quite a in it's been a minute but I do remember really enjoying it and it tells the story of an orphan named Lewis who is an inventor. He hasn't really invented anything that works, but he is an inventor. He invents this uh, peanut butter and jelly gun that makes like the peanut butter and jelly like on the bread, like in, in one step. And it explodes during a meeting and the, and the parents that are looking to adopt him, the father is allergic to nuts and it's a whole big thing. But he is taken to the future and well, it turns out, I, I don't know if, if I should give away the twist or not, but he meets this family called the Robinsons. And they're all unique in their own way. They, they, Like there's talking dinosaurs, the frogs and dogs all wear glasses, they all wear their hair in unique different ways. They have a thing about them. And Lewis is very important in the future of this world, especially when a villain arrives named Bowler Hat Guy, because there's not a ton of subtlety, but there you go who is looking to destroy the future and take it for himself. Like I said, it's been a minute since I've seen this, but I do remember, I love the imagination here. Like when they get to the future, I was just like, wow, I can't wait to experience some of this. And I'm probably not going to, but it's going to be nice for other generations too, I suppose. Um, I love the designs of these characters. I like how everyone is just stands out in their own way. I love... How to keep Lewis in disguise in this world, he has to wear something ridiculous, like like a weird hat or like this thing that that is like made up a whole bunch of fruit. It it makes sense in the movie. But um, uh, but it has a very nice message. It's actually got a great song by Rob Thomas. That dude fell off the face of the earth, but I've always enjoyed his singing. And yeah, this was in that weird time where is like mid two thousands Disney, and I hope I'm not going off the reservation too much when I say it. it was a bit of a weird time for Disney. I think they were struggling a bit. I mean, did, Rachel, you would know a lot more about that than I would.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no question, uh, particularly with Chicken Little, and they—I mean—they had a rough stretch there with uh, with Home on the Range, Brother Bear, Chicken Little. Um, and then uh, Meet the Robinsons, and of course, then you had a, you know Pixar crushing it during this time period. Uh, so <laughs> stop. Uh, but uh, in between uh, Chicken Little and Meet the Robinsons, that's when John Laster and Ed Catmull uh, took over uh, as president of both Pixar and and uh, and Disney Animation Studios. And if you want to read an interesting book, the uh, um, Ed Catmull's book uh, on, and uh, now it's my turn to uh, forget. But uh, Ed create- Catmull's book,
1: creativity, Inc. creativity. I've, Inc., that's right, that's I've, right. I've read that book. It's fantastic. Yeah,
0: what he talks about the the state of the studio when they came in and uh, just how depressed everybody was. How they, nobody had anything on their desks, and and there was no it's like everybody was afraid to make suggestions and. Um, And so you can really see the difference, I think, just in tone and feel between Chicken Little and Meet the Robinsons. Uh, And uh, they're like Meet the Robinsons has its flaws. It's it's a little too cluttered. The plot is kind of all over the place, but it has such a more of a feeling of hope. And I think the ending is really lovely. And I think the, the, the surprise with the Buller Hat Man is a lot of fun. The twist.
1: Yeah, I, I did enjoy that, especially yeah. as someone, this came out in 2006, I would have been nine. And so that mm-hmm. would have been, I and I want to say, still in elementary school, and I was bullied heavily during that time. So that was a movie that came around in the right time for me. That's all I will yeah. say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was 25, and I didn't see it at the time it came out, because I'd heard nothing but, you know, bad things about... About Chicken Little and some of these other things, uh, but I've since grown to really appreciate it, and I really like at the end when they have that quote by Disney, by Walt Disney, about moving forward, uh, and uh, and I think that was true of the whole studio. So, yeah, it's it's a sweet little film. Um, so my next one is a new film that just came on Disney Plus last month, and it's called Rise, and it is uh, the story of uh oh gosh um what is their name um it's a it's it's about these brothers um basketball um players and this uh, is where my lack of
1: uh giannis on um, uh, Antet- yes. uh, I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> so I just, I just giannis, giannis his brother
0: thanasis and Kostas Uh, That uh, went on, particularly Giannis went on to the MBA, um, did very well. And so this is about their families move move from Nigeria to Greece, and uh, their experience being immigrants in Greece, and then how they went from that to become eventually in the MBA. Um, And it's this is not like reinventing the wheel as far as like this kind of underdog sports story, but it's definitely done with like enough heart and enough emotion um, and some pretty decent performances, I think, uh, that uh, if you like sports stories, I think you'll enjoy this.
1: Yeah, especially I would think it would provide a bit more weight considering that Giannis won the NBA Finals, like the, the NBA Championship last season and yeah, was did he? the Finals MVP. I, I looked it up. Yeah, so, there you go. It, uh, oh, he's the MVP too. Uh,
0: and it's he played by UK Agata, and he's really good. And uh, um, it's all pretty much unknowns. Uh, there wasn't really anybody I recognized in this movie but i think they all did a really good job and it could be a little bit slow at times it could drag a little bit but i still definitely overall recommend it so and i think it has a super high rotten tomato score if i'm not mistaken that would uh, not
1: surprise 95%. me 95%
0: yeah so yeah
1: that's pretty high
0: mhm so what's your next pick
1: so my next choice is also a basketball movie, but um, it's definitely um, leaning more in like the fantasy route. Uh, this is uh, this is a movie called Like Mike. Uh, this stars uh, stars I believe it's Little Bow Wow, who would go on to have some fame in in hip hop and rap and all of that and he plays a young boy who lives in an orphanage and he discovers a pair of shoes that say MJ on it and he thinks oh these shoes must have been signed by Michael Jordan and well the shoes get uh, get electrocuted and it gives him the ability to play really really good basketball and so the struggling team the LA Knights decide through a contest that they they see oh this kid's great we need to sign him and so they do and basically i think the best way i can describe this movie is that if you've all have ever seen the movie rookie of the year it's kind of similar to that except instead of baseball it's about basketball i saw this movie a lot i i don't know why i attached myself so much to this movie i just i can't explain it but i just did, and and it's honestly kind of fun i I, Mm -hmm. it's got cameos from it's pretty much through the looking glass of what the nba must have looked like in like the early noughties vince carter is in there which he actually went to high school about 20 minutes away from me in mainland high school so he's a bit of a local legend around here this was when he was in his prime so this was like Mm. prime vince carter here uh probably
0: a lot of people i don't
1: know well here's someone you Here's someone you probably know. Uh, Morris Chestnut plays uh, uh, plays Lil Bow Wow's father figure for oh, like really? a better word, and he does give a good performance. I like him. Uh, cool. Crispin Crispin Glover is a weird dude in this who runs the orphanage, <laughs> and I know saying Crispin Glover is weird in a movie is like saying yeah. that this <laughs> water is a bit wet.
0: Yeah. Goes without saying, <laughs> but.
1: That was my first intro to Crispin Glover. Not Back to the Future. It was this, which I know is very weird. But he like plays chess in his car against this like AI looking thing. I don't know. Uh, Eugene uh, Eugene Levy is in here as the owner of the Knights, and he's fun. So is that
0: uh, is Michael Jordan in the movie? If, at all? I
1: don't believe so. No. If he is, I can't remember. I haven't seen this movie in ages. Mm. But like I said. Like I said, this movie is exactly what it is. It was, it, I was in like the perfect age range to enjoy this. And I guess I have a surprising amount of nostalgia for it.
0: Yeah, there you go. All right, well my next pick is also one that just came out in June. It's called Trevor the Musical. And this is very surprising that this made it to Disney Plus. I mean, it's kind of ironic because there's all these people getting upset about a like 30 second kiss in light year. When this movie came out, and uh, this movie is all about the uh, the kid who start who would go on to start the Trevor Project, which is an advocacy group for LGBTQ youth and anti-bullying group, and it's this is a filmed play. It's a pro shot of a play, and this it was really intense. I was kind of stunned. I I think it would be hard for these actors to do this every single night. I mean, the bullying is pretty, pretty severe. Some of the, there's a suicide attempt involved. Uh, It's pretty, it's pretty intense. Um, And the songs I thought were in general, pretty good. There's uh, a whole running theme of he kind of talks to Diana Ross, (laughs) it's kind of like in Ratatouille when he talks to uh, Gusteau, It's, it's kind of that idea he's she's kind of uh his muse and so there's some a bunch of diana ross songs
1: is someone actually is someone actually playing diana ross yeah yeah oh
0: yeah and so then there's some diana diana ross songs throughout the show plus then original songs um i just i mean i thought it was pretty moving and very well this guy holden william hagelberger is is the actor's name he was really good i mean he was asked to do a lot uh, and I thought that he did a great job. And to think he does that same performance every single night that this show was going is pretty impressive. And, you know, I mean, I'm a sucker for a musical and I'm a sucker for uh, a pro shot of a musical. I always really enjoyed that. Um, so this was neat to get to see it. And I was just, I just thought that, that it had a lot of guts, uh, but it was still also, there was enough fun moments um, that I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, and, uh, anyway, so yeah, that all, the whole cast is, is excellent. Um, so I would recommend it.
1: Is you said something about suicide? Is that, is it more implied or do we actually? No, I mean, it's, oh,
0: there's a suicide attempt. It is, and they do give a warning at the beginning. Okay. Uh, there's a, um, so so they try to kind of let you know, but that's what I'm saying. The movie is really intense. I mean, the play is very intense. Uh, and uh, I, I did kind of leave thinking, who is this for? I mean, I feel like it's too intense for little kids, but then it's also still kind of about pre-teens. So is it going to, is it going to be appealing to adults? I don't know it was kind of trying to be a lot of things all at once since that's probably its flaw because it's got the dana ross stuff and it's got but um but it was like i said i'm a sucker for musical and uh and so i i thought it had some really interesting things about it and had a lot to say and i just thought this especially this this performance from holden was excellent
1: yeah when i was thinking about that i was like oh wait is this like a moritz from spring awakening situation and i Yeah. I guess it is.
0: Yep. That's a good comparison. It's a good comparison. All right. What is your last pick?
1: Well, here's my trademark card left for the (laughs) thing. Uh, This is a series on, this is a Disney Channel series. And this was actually on the tail end of like my Disney Channel era when I was watching consistently, but I remember watching a lot of it. It's Wizards of Waverly Place. And this is the show that, I would argue it gave Selena Gomez like her launch, and I mean Selena Gomez is still a pretty big deal nowadays. And this was my first exposure to her. She is uh, she is a wizard, and well, her whole family are wizards, and it's basically the hijinks surrounding that. I remember, I remember when this episode debuted, and it was they were making a whole big deal about it, and. And it was going to cross over with the uh with potentially with the sweet life stuff, if my memory serves, and they were having these crossovers with these really long names like like that's like the sweet life of wizards that uh, i I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember those epic crossovers I'd be like and and I was thinking about that, I was like, kids have their Avengers end game, this was my end game. <laughs> Because I remember loving all of these shows and seeing them intermingle. I'm like, what kind of genjutsu is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, Wizards of Waverly Place, it's exactly what you think it is. It's that kind of show. But I remember loving it. It was just, it, like I said, it was in that sweet spot of my Disney Channel viewing where I was like, "Like, if there's a Sweet Life of Zack and Cody marathon, my afternoon was booked. <laughs> like, You couldn't get me away from that for nothing. Mm-hmm. That yeah. and High School Musical, I was there the night it premiered and just good times, very, very cool. good times.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean, Selena Gomez, if people aren't watching Only Murders in the Building, uh, yeah. you're really missing. She's so good in it. And I mean, the whole, that show is just so entertaining and so delightful. I loved the second season. I love the first season. <laughs> uh, so uh, she, I think a lot of people are realizing she's actually pretty talented.
1: Plus the theme song is a banger. It's sung uh, yeah. by her too, so... Though it's really, really good, mm-hmm. you know what? on my channel, I should like review some of this stuff. I talk about it on here so many so much I should talk yeah. about it in some form.
0: that'd be fun'd be fun. All right, well, my last pick is a movie that I have pretty low on my Disney ranking. It's fun and fancy free, but that's only because I mean I don't dislike that many Disney movies to begin with, but I really don't like the interstitials in between the in, in this uh i'm not the biggest bongo fan and i hate say it with a slap but the edward bergen interstitials are really weird <laughs> in this. but uh i think it's worth seeing for the animation and also for the um and for the mickey and the um beanstalk which is a lot of fun it's worth seeing it just for mickey and a beanstalk and just for the sequence in mickey and the beanstalk when donald like completely loses it because he's so angry
1: <laughs> like that's that's like a day ending in y for donald yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> ah! and that's really fun um it's- jiminy cricket is always great and uh so I think it's worth seeing, again, just for Mickey and the Beanstalk and the animation, just skip over the Edgar Bergen parts.
1: Is this the one with the Johnny Appleseed one? The Lord is No, good. that's
0: Melody Time.
1: Oh, that was the one before that one, right?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, because yeah. I was I re- remember watching the Doug Walker Disney Sember videos. I, I've seen those videos too many times, to be honest. <laughs> And I remember is in that weird time where Disney had like this weird obsession with doing these like kind of music and animation based things. It was like Fantasia, and then it was Melody yeah. Time, and there was Fun and Fancy Free, and fun then and there was fancy like free, Make My
0: Music,
1: Make My Music. That's the yeah, one.
0: these package films during the war. They you know they didn't have much, so they just kind of cobbled together what they could. Mm. Uh, there's uh, Saludos Amigos, Through Caballeros uh And this, like I said, this is not a great film, but I think that Mickey Meatstock is worth watching. And so, just skip over all of the other stuff.
1: <laughs> just De- watch Mickey and the definitely a nice time capsule <laughs> as to what Disney were up to around that time.
0: Yeah, but I do also love Melody Time, and I I think that's way better than this. I I, I love Johnny Appleseed, and uh, and Pecos Bill is a lot of fun. It's way better than this. So watch both. Anyhow, and so there we go. We did it.
1: Another one bites the dust.
0: <laughs> yes. So let us know what you've been watching on Disney. Plus we'd love to hear in the comment section or on Twitter and uh, and what you think of our suggestions. That would be a lot of fun. And so uh, Ryan, where can people find you?
1: People can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Letterboxd at RyanCam20 and there's of course my YouTube channel which is just called RyanCam. I'm literally within a couple of being at 230 which is a number I never thought I would get to so I'm grateful to you all for checking me out. On the channel this week, Jacob and I are going to be dropping another life in the movies podcast episode. We're going to be uh, we're going to be We're going to be talking about some Jessica Jones stuff, some Pixar stuff. It's a lot of fun as always. Uh, And then, and then on Friday, uh, I'm going to be reviewing the Jordan Peele movie Nope, which is going to be interesting for me because I've never, I have not been a fan of Get Out or Us. I know I'm like one of like five or six people that didn't like those movies, but they just weren't for me. But this one has actually looked quite intriguing, so I'm going in that with an open mind and an open heart. And then on Sunday, I will be posting my first reaction to a little Jim Carrey movie called The Mask. I've never seen it, so I will be seeing it for the first time. So stay tuned for all of that. And if you haven't checked me out, please do.
0: Cool. Yeah. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And uh, yeah, this week I have another patron pick for family movie night with Mary Poppins. So that's a lot of fun, and uh, and then we did uh, me at Stanford did our uh, talking animation to Secret of Nim uh, for its 40th anniversary. So that was also a lot of fun. Uh, so you definitely want to check that out. A lot of good stuff going on at Hallmark's podcast as well. So definitely take a look over there. We have our, per- our persuasion ranking, uh, including the new one from uh, on Netflix. So. Uh, check that out and uh, thanks so much everybody please like this video please subscribe to the channel if you're listening on iTunes please leave your ratings and reviews that really helps us a lot and uh, and check out the patron group and merch store uh, where you can get your picks reviewed uh, just like uh, just like is happening this month so uh, take a look at that and uh, thanks so much everybody we'll talk to you later bye
1: bye